So I work in an office building in Myrtle Beach, and <clears throat> there's a receptionist that handles all the admin stuff for the executive office suites. So I'm on the second floor and she's on the third floor. So all the mail goes to the third floor. And she will separate the mail and deliver mail to the guy next door and not deliver mail to me. She will come downstairs with mail to the guy next door and ignore me and go back upstairs. And she has been doing this for 10 years, for 10 years. So I don't know what started this. I don't know if she's got some kind of vendetta against me, but the amount of energy it takes to be this passive aggressive for a period of 10 years, it's absolutely amazing. <clears throat> anyway, I just got back from California and New York. Uh, California was great. I went to the Future Proof Conference, which is put on by some of the same guys that did Inside ETFs. Um, it's an outdoor financial conference in Huntington Beach, California. Outdoors. And it was kind of hot. Like, it was warm. And a lot of people were wearing shorts at a financial conference. I did not see one person in a tie. There was a couple of suits. But you got to be kidding me. I'm not wearing a suit in that weather. So, But this is not a stuffy conference in a hotel ballroom. Anyway, I DJed at the conference. For about an hour, it was a very short gig, but my job was to get people warmed up, and they told me I did a good job, so mission accomplished. You know, I'm a lot different than I used to be. I used to go to conferences and not talk to anyone, right? I'm an introvert. I just am. And now I talk to everyone. It's a great networking opportunity. I meet lots of people, and I handed out a lot of business cards, and it was a huge amount of fun. I'm talking to people all day long. I like I just walk up to complete strangers and start chatting them up. And this is very unnatural for me. This does not come naturally to me at all. So then I was off to New York and I was meeting with some subscribers and I had my DJ party and it was great catching up with people. So I do know how to throw a party. I throw a very good party. Party was awesome. Uh, it was a little bit of a small crowd, but it was the right crowd. It was really the right people were there. Lots of smiling faces, lots of dancing. Um, you know, I, I mean, look, I can get 100 people to a party. I'm looking at getting some different DJs. You know, one of the realities today is that if you're a DJ, you have to be able to promote. Okay. It's not so much like you can just show up and play. You can't do that anymore. You have to promote. You have to bring people. So I got to get somebody to play that is going to be able to bring a crowd. So anyway, with regard to conferences and meeting up with people and stuff, I got to tell you, it is a big disadvantage to be an introvert in this world. And I have to fight it every minute of every day. I really do. My friends will tell you that I don't talk. Now I'm talking here for this podcast, but ordinarily I just don't talk. You know, I'll be sitting in conversation with people and I won't say anything. And usually I got stuff, you know, I'm thinking about stuff. I got stuff running around my head, but I don't talk, you know. So people have made fun of me about this for years, but I am telling you it is a serious handicap. And for the last 10 years, I've been working very hard at it. Now, my nephew who works at a bank, he takes a lot after me. He is probably a bigger introvert than I am. Okay. 
And he's working in back office at a bank, and he wants to work on a trading desk. So his strategy for working on the trading desk is to send emails to people. And he's like, nobody's responding to my emails. And I'm like, yeah, because they don't care about you. <laughs> they care about themselves. They don't want to help people out. They don't have time for that. What you have to do is go down to the desk and make a nuisance of yourself. Just pull up a folding chair. And just be like, hey, can I sit here for a little bit? Like, seriously. So it's, and he's not doing it. So, you know, nobody is going to answer your email. It's like being in the middle of a giant orgy and you're the only one with your clothes on. Now, having said that, I was successful on Wall Street, but I wasn't successful on Wall Street because I networked. I was successful because I was smart and I was really good at my job and I got noticed. And that's basically how it worked. I got noticed. And uh, you can't count on that happening. You know, it happened in my case. You know, a lot of people have this really naive belief that if they just work really, really hard and they do a good job, then they'll get recognized. But that's, that's really more often than not, that's not true. You can do as good of a job as you want and nobody's going to recognize you. And then you feel unrecognized. <laughs> so people are self-interested. They're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. So, I mean, you know, in the example of my nephew, if you go down to a desk and you make a nuisance of yourself, like even if you're annoying, that's better than nothing because at least they'll remember who you are, you know. So, this is my philosophy. Always go to conferences. Always take meetings because luck will never find you in your apartment. I repeat, luck will never find you in your apartment. And good things happen from chance encounters with random people, you know. You can have a life-changing meeting with somebody at a conference. And that happened to me in L.A., as a matter of fact. And sometimes you go to a conference and nothing comes out of it, and that's fine too. But you want to be positively exposed to luck. And the way you get positively exposed to luck is by going out in the world and meeting people. You know, I suppose today you can make YouTube videos at home and get discovered, but really, that's not, that's not a realistic strategy for a lot of people. You have to go outside. You have to go outside and meet people. And you have to be putting yourself out there day after day after day. You know, the Substack I'm doing, I've been doing this since January. I've been writing essays every week. And why am I doing it? It doesn't make me any money. It's a free newsletter. Why am I doing it? Well, because it leads to other opportunities because people read my Substack and they're like, oh, maybe I'll like the Daily Dirt Nap or who knows, but I'm turning it into a book and people will read my book and they'll read other books that I have and it, it all helps. It all helps. So you have to be putting yourself out there day after day. I like to say that I am lucky. Am I lucky or am I just really good at making my own luck? You know, I spray the internet with content and eventually good things happen. You know, someone asked me one time, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a million dollars or a Twitter account with 700,000 followers? And my answer to that was, if you can't make a million dollars from 700,000 followers, then you're a dummy. Anyway, I got a lot of travel lined up over the next couple of months. I'm going to Connecticut in two weeks, then Savannah, then Atlanta, then Boston, then Orlando, then the Cayman Islands. This is all in two months, and that takes me out to the middle of November. And good things are going to happen. My travel budget this year is off the charts. I have spent 25 grand on travel this year, 
and we still have three months to go. This is the most I've ever spent on travel in a year. And I never stop. You won't see me watching football on the weekends. You won't. I like football. I like catching a little bit of a game now and then. But you think about the person that spends every weekend watching football, and over the course of their lives, they have spent 500 weekends watching football. That's roughly six, eight hours Saturday and Sunday, every weekend in the fall. That's insane. And people do this. People do this. Now, I have a theory about this, okay? And it involves memories, okay? If you spend 500 weekends watching football, you are not going to remember those weekends. They all bleed together. It's just you on the couch at home. It, you're not going to you're not going to remember any of it. If you travel, if you meet with people, you will remember that you're making memories. I like to have lots and lots of memories. I like to have a full life. Another cou- another night on the couch at home, not for me. So it's bad enough I watch a lot of baseball. So and usually when I'm on the couch at home, I'm writing, I'm working on stuff. I had my anniversary party a few weeks ago, and one of my Myrtle Beach friends met up with one of my Coast Guard friends, and he was like, what was Jared like 20 years ago? And he said, well, first of all, he was very athletic. (laughs) So clearly that isn't true anymore. I am no longer athletic. But he said he had an incredible work ethic, and at the time, I was working two jobs and going to school at the same time. So... You know, I may not be athletic anymore, but I still do have an incredible work ethic. And I work on stuff that doesn't seem to have an expected rate of return. Like I said, the Substack newsletter is going to end up as a book, and I'm going to make some money off of that, and people are going to buy my other books. I never sit still. I am always working on something. If you had a camera, this is my office. If you had a camera in the corner over there watching me, you would see me cranking all day long, and then I leave around five o'clock, and then I go home and I crank some more. That's what I do, I crank. I'm a grinder, I really am, I'm just a grinder. So, life is short, we only have one shot at this. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast, I'm Jared Dillian, see you next time.